back to the Pineapple Couch with B-Rob. Today is Tuesday, February 22nd, 2022. 2-22-2022. On a Tuesday. On a Tuesday. Club going up on a Tuesday. Episode 148 of the Pineapple Couch here. I'm B-Rob, as always. If you like what you're listening to, go ahead and follow us on Spotify. Subscribe on Apple. You can give five stars on both platforms. We really appreciate that. Uh, a fun show coming out for everyone today because um, we're in kind of a little break of content now that the Book of Boba Fett's over. Moon Knight isn't starting for a bit, obviously still waiting on Doctor Strange. So we're going to take a look back at WandaVision and talk about that series, its impact, and obviously what it could mean for Doctor Strange, the second movie, as well as the Batman movie is about a week and a half away. We'll talk a little bit about that. Kenobi. Set to appear late May. Some interesting leaks and rumors have come about that that I'd like to talk about. As well as, you know, there's still Doctor Strange stuff out there leaking. I mean, every 15 minutes, there's a new thing about Doctor Strange. We'll touch on that. And then maybe a Thor trailer later this week. So we'll talk about that as well. Uh, Before we get into that, though, I just want to let everyone know. This Thursday at 6.30. How do we feel about 6.30? Want to do 7? Let's say 7. This Thursday at 7, live on the Pineapple Couch on YouTube, we will be doing a live stream, hopefully breaking down this new Thor trailer, but if not, we're going to be talking about all sorts of things, so come on by, drop a like, leave a question, I don't know, it should be fun, it's something new we're going to start doing, so every Thursday at 7, count on the Pineapple Couch live stream on YouTube, we'll of course keep you updated on here. Wow, what a long ramble that was. Peter, Peter Gonzalez is here, as usual. How are you? I'm doing great. That, that was a good, that was a lot of information we needed to get through, though, so that was mm-hmm. good. I completely had no plan when I started talking, and then I remembered, like, halfway through everything, so sometimes it works out. Um, okay, we're going to start WandaVision first. You're going to take the QB role, the point guard role on that, but first, I have a question for you, Peter, and all the listeners. Um Let's say you are faced with a choice. This is obviously would never happen, so bear with me. You have two options. First option, you can only listen to music that has come out before right now. So in the past, only music as of February 22nd, 2022, you could only listen to music for the rest of your life that came out before today. Your other option is, you could only listen to music that comes out after today. I will say it's the easiest question in the world for me because like I would if I could only listen to any music, I would literally choose like 1965 through 1985. But I'm wondering if that's like the case for everyone. So it's an easy choice for me. I would take what came out before Peter putting you on the hot seat here. What would you do? You know, I think that's a great question. I think my answer would have been different a couple weeks ago, but I think. Having just gone to a couple concerts that really that where the artists played like a wide catalog of hits, mm-hmm. it really reminded me how much great music has happened in from now going backwards. Like there's just such a depth of music and continually things that I've never even discovered that you've been sharing with me. And just mm-hmm. there's so much wealth of music that we've arrived to at this point. I, I mean, I, it's hard to say that. Sure, there could be better stuff coming, but you can't really. You've got so much classic amazingness yeah. behind us. So yeah, past. Yeah, I, I without it, I agree. The the stuff of the past too, in my opinion, if you look at music, and this is all philosophical and shit, but if you look at it as like evolution, it's constantly changing. You know, like from the from rock and roll, rock and roll evolved through the fifties, sixties, seventies, eighties. You get grunge, hip-hop comes, like, all these different genres. The way music is going, and I'm sounding like an old man right now, but I don't like the way it's going. I, I don't like the that much of, like, the electronic and that sort of stuff. So I will listen to classic rock for the rest of my life. So that's the question. I wonder what you folks at home think. Um, to Peter, that point, though, real quick, if, yeah. I feel like there are, well, the majority of music is going that route that you mentioned, but I do think a lot of artists are touching and building upon established sounds. So I think we will see more of a resurgence of rock, of, you know, lyrics being a forefront. I think there is that potential for that to be. Maybe Certainly it's not the so. most mainstream thing, but there are artists specifically that are yeah. 
finding those lanes that are not tapped anymore and really trying to go into them and explore what they can do with today's technology using the past as a springboard. That's a great point. And I think two or two years ago, I would have maybe even said that and agreed with you. But I guess why I'm so pessimistic is if you're if you've been a band the last two to three years and you are not mainstream. How did you survive? You know. That's a good point. That's a good point. Like I've seen there's a lot of bands like I Twin Peaks, I don't one of my favorite bands. I don't think they're going anymore. They weren't which sucks. I think they were probably big enough to survive, but we don't know all the facts there. Um so yeah, just a little question to start off today's podcast. Peter, let's talk WandaVision. We're about a year are we we're more than a year since its finale, or are we right around there? I think a little less than a year. Okay. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Than, yeah. End of February. Okay. Um so you're going to, as I said, run point guard on this. How do you want to look back at WandaVision here? What do you think it's important that we get to? Well, I think it's super interesting because I went back and looked at our old conversations. Mm-hmm. And interestingly enough, where, how we first approached WandaVision is you recapped one through five on your own solo. And at the, I think at the end of episode five, which is such a pivotal episode, which was on a very special episode where we got the introduction to... Evan Peters as you just had to bring it up. That's no, 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 no. I have Pietro Maximoff. Maximoff? I'm going somewhere with this. I'm going somewhere with this. I'm sorry. So, um, and so then uh, as of episode six forward, we sort of started this Marvel journey and we were like, maybe we'll do it for a couple things, you know, and now Mm -hmm. look at us here as we've talked about. But what was interesting is I went back and I watched pieces of different WandaVision episodes, as well as the Marvel-assembled WandaVision, you know, their first behind-the-scenes documentary of sorts. In that documentary of sorts, Evan Peters' character's lower third is specifically Pietro Maximoff. It doesn't say Ralph. It doesn't say any of that. It specifically says that name. And that stood out to me, and I grabbed onto that sliver of hope, and I'm going to hold on to it. Ah, the boner, the boner, Wait. the boner, the boner. <laughs> I, they still, I, I mean, the Doctor Strange could address it. The multiverse could address all that stuff with him. So, um, yeah, okay, really quickly. I watched, actually, the entire <clears throat> season of WandaVision yesterday. I just had it on. And <clears throat> things that jump out, I think it's the most rewatchable MCU show so far, pretty easily. Even though I do like Loki more, I think WandaVision is the most um, rewatchable. And this is beating a dead horse, saying something super obvious. Dude, Elizabeth Olsen in that is unreal. And in that Doctor Strange trailer, there is that one line where she's talking to Strange and says, it just doesn't seem very fair. And she has that look, that way she's talking, that is straight out of WandaVision. This kind of like... I don't know if sassy is the right word, but this just whatever aura or vibe she does is just she's just so great. She is so fantastic in that show. I think that's a great point because um I was rewatching episode three, now in color, you went in the seventies mm-hmm. Brady Bunch vibe, and she has the moment with with um oh my god, Monica, and you see her switch from Wanda in Westview to Wanda from MCU and just the way that Elizabeth Olsen is able to convey everything by and says nothing and just has that whole moment of like you see that things I mean that's the episode where everything starts to break down for us as a show and so I mm-hmm. think that I think what you said also is great this show I think is so rewatchable because it does have its roots in those sitcoms that it was able to pull from to create these motifs for each episode of Wanda's grief journey is just such a testament to their talent. Like you can't, it's rewatchable. As you said, like I could start an episode in the middle of anyone and I'll still watch it. And you don't need to, even though it is like the most complex of the shows because it is connected so much to where we're going and what's the underpinning and stuff. It's just fun though. It's just fun. And as we were talking just now, I was thinking like, why 
is it more rewatchable? Like, I'm trying to think of reasons. And one thing that came up in my head is the villain in WandaVision, you could say it's Wanda, it kind of is, but it, the antagonist of Wanda is Agatha, right? She is in the whole show, which is nice because the villain's there. And so when you're rewatching it, you know, oh, this, that, and the, the tension is building throughout the series, right? If Loki had Kang in it the whole time, instead of just the last episode, I think that makes it incredibly more rewatchable because Kang is was my favorite of the villains introduced, but Agatha was the best because we got so much more of her. So Loki season two, hopefully more Kang. But do you see what point I'm trying to make of keeping of having Agatha be involved and not a surprise at the end like they did with Kang? I think it just adds to the show more. I think so. And I think the way that the Agatha reveal happened with the Agatha all along, leading yeah. into the whole way that you're able to have a confrontation between her and Wanda that breathes and really builds to something as opposed to just like, here's your reveal, last episode, let's do it all. And in a sense, this show, I feel like doesn't suffer from something that Falcon and the Winter Soldier and Loki... <laughs> Hawkeye not so much suffered from where they're so tied to like the past and kind of recapping things for you to understand here. It was like, we were literally thrown into Westview with Wanda and vision and just onto the ride. Like you wouldn't, we didn't have to be like, Oh, this happened. This happened. None of that was revealed until like episode eight, when we go through the motions with Wanda in a way that's like, everything's now clicking. So I feel like there's less homework you have to do for WandaVision in a sense. Yeah. And the there's the the variation of styles of television that they do throughout it. It's it's just refreshing every time you watch. And the the end, yes, we don't get Doctor Strange, which whatever. Um, but the end is very good. Like the, that final battle is very very good. Um, and I mean another thing with Wandavision is you you mentioned this earlier, hinted at it. Wandavision the way it was is the reason we are doing this podcast right now like that show that what it introduced to the broader public or just to us in general mcu fans the idea of something coming weekly that you are able to theorize about they couldn't have chose a better show to start with because it and it's that wasn't their initial plan to start with wandavision too so it's funny how things work out but just what wandavision did with just it's game. It was Game of Thrones esque. Game of Thrones when it was coming out in the final seasons, like everyone's watching it. So you're talking in the middle of the week leading up to it. You know, there's all that hype. WandaVision brought that back and gave it to MCU fans. And obviously, we love it because we get to do this. But I just, the impact that that had, like, that can't be understated because none of the other shows had that. The only one that was closed, Loki was, cl- you did have the theorizing and stuff. But Tom Hiddleston is kind of like the draw of that. He's just so electric and no shade at Elizabeth Olsen. She is too. I don't know. That's not a good point. But I, I just what WandaVision created, I think, is the, the blueprint for shows of Disney Plus going forward. That's a, that's a great point. And I think what WandaVision did too was that it was able to touch on the sense of nostalgia for people of all ages. Because everyone at some point grew up watching some of these shows that they were touched upon through the different eras of television that WandaVision went through. And it really kind of put a relatableness to like one of the most unrelatable characters. If you think about it, the Scarlet Witch should not be a relatable character to Mm -hmm. people. But when you have someone who is processing their grief through television, who is escaping into television because it's comfortable, who hasn't done that? You know, you're having a crappy day. You turn on a show to watch it. You are having, what are we doing right now? (laughs) You know, exactly. Yes. <laughs> and again, the way that this show had was a conversation in a way that Falcon and the Winter Soldier, not so much. Loki had Loki, in a sense, has the big reveal at the end, which is going to have implications in the MCU going forward. But it's just so not apparent to us yet. Whereas yeah. this one, you sort of knew things mm-hmm. are closer to coming true with Wanda in the, the sense. The other thing with Kang, I think, is. He's just it only like real like comic book sweaty nerds. Like I was 
if, if Kang didn't show up in that final episode, I would have retired. I would have been like, I don't know anything, man. Because, like, I guess, like, it, you could say to, like, the normal person, Kang kind of does come out of nowhere if you don't know your Marvel. So, but, like, to me, like, I was, like, ever since the first episode, it's like, Kang, Kang, Kang. And so for them to deliver on that, it, it's so, on a first watch, it was so awesome. But I don't know. But I think to that point, too, it's like, yeah, if you were a comic invested person can you were expecting that you wanted it you knew was coming and when it's revealed you're like i know this character i know where this is going where i feel like if had wandavision done the mephisto route it would have had that same sort of like okay the diehard fans are aware of what this is and that's why it means more to them but because it didn't have that reveal and instead it had wanda becoming the scarlet witch which is something that everyone could recognize and understand, even mm-hmm. if they didn't understand like the depth of where that character could go, like House of M and everything, they still understood this is a huge deal. And for this to happen on a Disney Plus show is just the fact that now Doctor Strange has the freedom to not have to go with Wanda's origin story in a sense, which yeah. is something that I feel <clears throat> like you're they're doing better at taking a mm-hmm. redo reworking the traditional origin story in ways that is fresh. So now we can go into Doctor Strange 2 right into this catastrophic mess that's going to be going down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I mean, another thing we should point out with WandaVision is it came out when everyone was locked down pretty much still. So it was, the audience was there. It cashed in on that. Um, I think what's interesting about WandaVision, another thing is in the moment, we're hoping for a Mephisto, you know, we're trying to figure out who the big bad is. And it's not Agatha. Agatha is bad. She is an, an antagonist. She's not the big bad. And what was cool about WandaVision looking back on it is they didn't just not answer that question. And that might have kind of felt seemed like that might have been how we felt after. But what they did is they kind of punted it, Peter. They established, yo, this book is what's going on with the Darkhold. Some Chamber of Secrets-esque Tom Riddle shit, Harry Potter. But so in the end, when we look back at WandaVision after Doctor Strange, it could be, yo, Cthon was pulling the strings the whole time he caused WandaVision or Mephisto, you know. But it also has gotten to a point like where they don't need that because of what they established with the Darkhold. I kind of talking in circles today with that point, but I just think that uh, looking back at WandaVision, I'm not that critical at all about the lack of a Mephisto or a Cathan. I don't care. And I feel like we talked about it so much when we were doing it. And I, I, I don't care looking back on it, which I find is interesting, which I find interesting. No, totally. And I think the fact that we have, like you said, we have established WandaVision that's going to play such a role in Doctor Strange. I mean, you watch the trailer, you see Wanda's going back to Westview at some point in there. She is still feeling the repercussions of Westview as she is dealing with her fake sanctuary. Where is that Westview? Like, uh, let's talk about that really quick in that trailer. Like, how does that work? She going back in time? To like when she was in Westview, or is it a multiversal version of Wanda that created a Westview too? Or like, is she imprisoned in Westview? Is like is the is there a variant? Is it an illusion? Like you know what I mean? Yeah, there's a, there's a lot because allegedly she released everybody. You know everything's free except for Agatha's in Westview. Mm-hmm. Do we so, think we'll see Agatha in Doctor Strange too? I think so. I think, and I would not be surprised if we see Evan Peters in Doctor Strange too. I would be very on board with seeing. They need to do something. They need to save yeah, that because, situation. And I think WandaVision did so well too with that way is it addressed certain loose threads that were kind of like issues fans had, like Wanda's accent, how it would come and go in the movies. It's then addressed in WandaVision when Agatha makes a comment about, oh, there's that accent. It just comes and goes. And so it's like little things like that were addressed. Even the way they handled that stupid fly that we were all so sure was Mephisto, it worked still. It worked where she was able to make it insignificant without feeling like frustration because it was insignificant. It was just kind of like, oh, okay, so we're kind of, they're seeing that we're, they're putting these things out there for us to grab onto, but they're misdirects 
from where we're going. I think, like you said, when you watch Doctor Strange 2, you're able to look back at WandaVision and be like, this was going on behind the scenes and really take and zoom out even more so at what was actually going on in Westview at the time. Yeah, and they can salvage the Ralph Boner situation. They can do it. And you know, I, I think they have to. I think they, they have to. They I'm can't. Still upset. There's no. There's no. It doesn't make sense. Even watching the the episode eight previously on, you know, when she talks about how how Piet, Pietro was her eyes and ears, so she could like deal with that. He still had the speed. He still had the essence of who Quicksilver is. So he he, he can't be. It, it, can't, it has to be addressed, and I think it will be addressed in a way that makes sense more satisfyingly so than Ralph. Yeah, and th- yeah, I, and I, I agree. I think to that point, too, I think even someone like Dottie, who everyone was assuming was one of the witches, will also be a character that is addressed. Because there are certain scenes in WandaVision that still to this day are kind of like left unanswered. Yeah. That you're left with like, well, when are we going to come back to Ag- this show, maybe? Agatha's show would be interesting, but it's like almost where does Agatha's show take place? So it's a very good point. I mean, theoretically, like let's say Wanda dies in Doctor Strange two, Agatha is stuck forever <laughs> in Westview. But well, that's the other thing too. It's like I think that doc, that WandaVision also, while laying the foundation, it really also gave a way of showing the audience that Wanda might not be all that good to begin with. So that when she does eventually go evil, you the seeds have been planted already. In a way that when she talks, like you see her, her want to find her kids when Agatha takes them, you see her want to rescue them. So you see these yeah, it's important building character blocks development there. time. Yeah, we got to, that's the benefit of these series is we get those interactions or development time that we don't usually get in these movies. And another thing, that it, it, this is not specific to WandaVision, but here we are a year later. We're looking forward to Doctor Strange 2. What they did with WandaVision and Loki to establish Doctor Strange 2 is unbelievable. Because, you know, I, I'll give them credit for this. You know what they kind of fixed with Loki without even mentioning it? They kind of fixed Ralph Boner with the variant idea. And it's really cool how they set up in these two series the movie, the whole thing. And they're incomplete without one another. You need to understand WandaVision and Loki to fully grasp what Doctor Strange is. And it's cool how they did it because they did it on, like, different sides of the table in terms of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. You have the WandaVision aspect, which is sorcery, dark magic, you know, that sort of thing. And then on the other side, you have Loki, who you're exploring it through time travel and that sort of thing. And it all, when you combine it, Peter, madness will happen. And that's what we are getting. A multiverse of madness, if yes. you will. So then I think would be, I think personally, what I think, why I think Evan Peters will still continue as a variant of Quicksilver is if we are going to have Magneto, it would make sense that there's going to be this jarring connection between Wanda and Magneto. Yeah. Let's talk. I had Dr. Strange for the end, but let's now let's form into how, do you have anything on WandaVision else before we talk a little Dr. Strange, some stuff that's come out? I think it's, I think again, it's just as as we've kind of been saying repeatedly, this is like, it's such a rewatchable show at any point that you press play into this, you will come in. And I think it is such a testament to how, much talent is in the MCU, even though, you know, critics will be like, it's a superhero show, it's a superhero movie, and they'll never get the recognition they deserve. But just the commitment to these characters and the commitment to the storytelling and what you can do with WandaVision as the blueprint for Disney Plus was just perfect. And it's very exciting to see where this continues to go. I could not agree more. When we look now at Doctor Strange 2, what all this builds to, the most, I mean, has it's already surpassed Spider-Man with rumors of, like, appearances. It's going to easily be the most superheroes in a single property ever. It's going to outdo Endgame in that aspect. Um, some recent stuff that's come out that I, I want to go over with you is, obviously, we see Patrick Stewart in the commercial. 
pretty confident about that. Or here. Here, yeah. And you see, like, the, the shininess of his ball head in the corner. It has been said, that people are pretty confident online, that no Ian McKellen Magneto. That will not happen, as well as no James McAvoy Professor X in this movie. So maybe down the line, James McAvoy is the Professor X of our MCU. But in this movie, those two are said to not be in it. So it is heavily, heavily implied that Fassbender is maybe going to be in this movie, which I jump for joy. That is fucking awesome. And if we get Fassbender to somehow survive and stay in the MCU, I mean, Jesus, I'm throwing a parade. It would be the best day of my life. But on this point, Peter, I swear I'm going somewhere with this. What do you think of Fassbender, Wanda, like the father-daughter relationship? Is that something they will explore in Doctor Strange 2? I think it could be alluded to. And I think on paper, it sounds like a lot to be like, do we really want to go this route? Like this is such another added layer to it. But I think if there's anyone that could tackle and actually that portray this convincingly, it would be an Elizabeth Olsen, Michael Fassbender dynamic that can really sell this going forward and not make it feel like redundant or unnecessary. Like you can, they, the two of them are able to create or be able to create something like that. And I think it expands the storytelling of where we go with this because obviously I don't think this is. Elizabeth Olsen's swan song to Wanda either at all. I think this is definitely just continuing to build. I hope not. To where we're going. And I think that would be an incredible dynamic to see that it's kind of been underused, especially Fassbender almost doesn't have as much interaction with people that he could have in X-Men. Mm-hmm. Um, another thing that's really circulating all the, the Twitters and the YouTubes is uh, the idea. There's two kind of ideas here. And they both center around the idea that mutants have been in the MCU, basically. And one idea that's circulating is that Charles Xavier using Cerebro basically mind, like through telepathy, mind control, whatever he does, he made people forget mutants existed. That was one of, honestly, like the first rumors that fans were like talking about when this movie, like this sort of that that's been presented a lot. There's the new one, though, Peter, that I want your take on is. It's the idea that it kind of it's kind of crazy and I don't know how it works, basically, but it's the idea that Wanda's kind of been a big bad for longer than we realize and it relates to her not being able to control her powers. So basically what this theory is, is that sometime before Iron Man or maybe around that time and we just don't know about it, mutants had existed throughout like time. And then something happened with Wanda that caused her to basically go, no more mutants like in House of M. And so in our MCU, because of Wanda doing that, we've never had mutants. And then Charles Xavier shows up in the trailer and it's like, it's time to tell him the truth. And so he either could be telling like, yeah, Wanda, no more mutants to you guys, or we've been here all along, blah, 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 that sort of thing. A lot of stuff to unpack there, Peter. Talk to me. The first thing that comes to mind with their first theory that he used Cerebro to to that would make sense as to why Ralph has the speed has the everything because he just doesn't know who he is he knew when Agatha you know messed with him but he doesn't know who he is which I would be on board with I will support that I'm a stand for the opposite end of the spectrum there's as you were saying that there's the line in WandaVision when Agatha is you know questioning or holding Wanda captive and she's like you have you you have all these people doing things throughout Westview, doing their routine tasks and doing everything without even thinking about it. Your magic is that far reaching that you're able to just do all of this and still go about your day to day life. So Wanda's power is pretty much still not fully realized. If pre Scarlet Witch, she's already make be able to control people 
and like their dentist appointments and their X, Y, and Z. So it stands to reason that she could have had something to do with mutants being there, but then being either erased or being similarly to Charles put under in a situation where they don't know who they are or don't remember. If she was able to do that to Westview on such a small scale without realizing who's to say she didn't do more mm-hmm. when Vision died the first time. Yeah. Or, you know, there's all these moments could easily be test stones that have just not been revealed to us as the audience. This is what's been going on. Mm-hmm. Um, next thing I want to say is Grace Randolph. She's tweeting about basically how there might be an Ironmonger variant instead of an Iron Man variant in Doctor Strange 2. So the Dreft Bridges... And she says, like, if you think about what if, you know, how Tony was killed. So Jeff Bridges kind of in that world has a shot. And then she's relating in how he could be a part of the Dark Avengers in the future, um, which I don't know how that'll work out with all the multiverse stuff. If you bring in, is he going to stay? I don't know how that works. But um, if they, how would you feel if they hit Ironmonger Jeff Bridges instead of, Maybe they can't get Tom Cruise. Maybe they can't get Robert Downey Jr. What are your thoughts on that? I think it's harder to sell it to the casual audience if you do yeah. Iron Man. Because I could ask, uh, we could ask any one of our friends or family, like, do you remember this character? They're going to be like, mm, not really. No. So I, I, think yeah. it's, I think if anything, that's a misdirect away from where we're potentially going with Tom Cruise as. Yep. I, it could be that. I am more now in the camp of it might not be Tom Cruise. We might have like an Iron Lad Kang variant. Iron Lad. I feel like Iron Lad, though, is kind of like, do you do that now or do you wait till Young Avengers? Maybe you do it now. And yes, he's called Iron Lad, but he's basically a, a good Kang. So he doesn't have to be a kid. I don't know. That that's one way we could go. Um, so as we were discussing this, I actually was reading that um, the new rumor is that Iron Monger is for um, Iron Lad. Iron Monger as Iron Lad. An Iron Heart, sorry. Iron Heart, I sorry. Iron Heart. I just they, they, they have so many iron things. Got to get. Keep but I did just see this new one that I'm sure you're going to touch upon that we're getting Wolverine. Yeah. Um, Let's talk about that. Is that the hardest task in the history of cinema? Just for a one-off show up as Wolverine and you're not Hugh Jackman. Not hardest, but like just... I don't know how you do that. Unless it's the Wolverine moving forward and this is how you introduce him. Which that's still... I don't know how the logic of this film is going to work with that. We still don't really know like how that's going to go. I could see that's risky. I could see. I think if we, I could see them doing it, and I could see if they cast it right, I could see it working. I think. But why do it in this movie when you have so much going on? Like Wolverine is such a ginormous character that I'm like. I think in order to avoid redoing the origin story again, and like to order in order to just be like he's Wolverine. Let's go forward to story time that we haven't done yet, as opposed to let's uh, do the all X Men all over again. I think that's what they should do, though. I want, I want some, I, I want to see how they build the X Men. I want to see Kevin Feige how he would do that. Well, maybe um, this is how he does it. He starts to introduce them. Yeah, this way. It's a good point. Um, anything else on Doctor Strange two rumors before we talk a little Kenobi? Doctor Strange 2. I think more will continue to leak. I think more will be misdirected. And I think... If any... I think I honestly feel like the movie's going to start in a different universe. Like, it's going to start with America Chavez. I think that's where it'll start. Yeah. That's a good point. Um, When we are talking about... Kenobi. Kenobi. I'm very excited for Kenobi. And um, it has come out. I have three things to report on. One, Leia will be involved. 
and that Leia will be used by the Inquisitors as basically a trap to lure former Jedi, specifically maybe Obi-Wan, because he knows they know of his relationship with Senator Bail Organa. Maybe they figure that out. Is they're going to try and trap Kenobi by taking care of Leia or capturing Leia, which then would lend would make it make more sense that when in A New Hope, why does she call Kenobi? Why is he her only hope? Because he saved her ass once before. My head is, 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 spir- is spiraling through all this thought process because, mm-hmm. yes, that's a great connection as to why other than just, you know, familial knowledge of who he is. It's just, I think this is, how do you cast this Right. They've already apparently cast young, a young girl to play young Leia. And so what age are we doing for these young Leia, young Luke? What are we? Young Leia. So this is about 10 years before. um, Mandalorian? No, A New Hope. So they would be around 10, 11. Maybe a little. Because what? Has Luke like 22, 20 in A New Hope? Yeah. It's about 10 years before that. Okay. Okay. Then I, I, I think, yeah, I think it can, it works. I think it gives a sense of urgency in the story. It gives a sense of connection to the overall better picture. And I think it is a way to, um, some ground Kenobi in a way that the, the audience is able to be like, Oh, okay. Now we get mm-hmm. it. Um, other thing. And I think we touched on this briefly last week, but I, I wanted to talk about it again. Um, Darth Vader and Obi-Wan. Darth Vader is going to be more violent than in Rogue One, and people are saying that he's going to be able to jump around and like do flips, which I don't understand how that makes sense in that suit that is literally like... I, I don't get how they'll make that make sense, but whatever. There's supposed to be not one, but two fights between Anakin and Obi-Wan in this show. And I say all this to bring us to this point. In episode four, when they meet Ben Kenobi and Darth Vader, Darth Vader says, the last time we fought or met, I was the student and you were the master. And now he's the master, whatever. That's what he says, right? Um, is it possible that we see them fight in this? And Obi-Wan kicks his ass again, basically. And then that's what makes him less mobile in four, five, and six, then we'll see at the beginning of this because Obi Wan fucks him up again. Yeah, I think so. I I don't think you get Hayden Christensen to come back if you're not going to have some level of agility and mobility and like physicality mm-hmm. to the character. And I think it adds to the the deeper resentment they're going to foster in here. And I court and I'm sure you've seen the rumors that Palpatine is involved yet again and will yeah. be involved. And every step of the way. Um, can't get rid of him. So I, I think that that... I think it just can't be a slow burn of a show, though. I think is the only thing. Like If it takes us forever to get to the important stuff, it's, it's going to be harder to grasp audiences. Mm-hmm. There's a lot riding on this. There is a lot riding on this. I like, though... Um, they fight twice. I, I like the idea that Obi-Wan would win again there's this rumor that apparently this is like the strongest we're ever will have ever seen the force is there's like they'll do a force push at each other and it'll create like a sonic boom type thing lit lit because right now the strongest that we've seen the force is what episode nine hmm I, I think the strongest we've ever seen the Force was Palpatine versus Yoda in Revenge of the Sith. And then close would be the only it, one, Luke in six, but also Vader the fact, in five. The Force, like, when all the voices help Rey at the end of nine, doesn't that... I choose to not recognize <laughs> those films or have to talk about them everything. ever. They're the worst three by far in the entire series. There are good pieces in them. 
I mean, there's good pieces of a bad sandwich. I still don't want to eat it. I hate sandwiches, so I don't. How do you hate never... sandwiches? It's just I don't bread. Hate sandwich. It's just I like bread. Give me bread, yes, but like just the, the whole idea of a sandwich is just not an appealing vibe. Fascinating. Um, I I don't like. I don't know. I, I really dislike those three new movies, and so I guess there's an argument that Ray with the Force Ghosts is maybe the strongest but then i would say no i'll take luke do you think we will see speaking of other star wars will we see liam neeson in this he better be they that i think that's a a very important part of obi-wan's story during this time is his communication with qui-gon jinn qui-gon jinn is maybe the coolest character in all star wars if you think about it because he was he's the only dude who could have trained anakin but he's also the one that brought Anakin into the whole universe, and then therefore it all went to. Don't be throwing shade at Qui Gon. He was a good dude. He saw yes, the flaws but also of the he Jedi. Did the, he also, but he also let him into this whole thing, and, let, and just it all went. Anakin. I feel like Palpatine would have found Anakin. I mean, I guess I Palpatine was busy pulling all the strings behind the scenes in a way that were. Uh, just be easy with the shade on my boy Qui-Gon. He's, he's dope. I do. Episode one is a solid episode. Episode one. Uh, what, what I will say about the prequels is right when they finished, I think there was um, like a lot of disrespect towards him. And when I look back at it now, though, the prequels are awesome. I love those three movies. They are great. And... um. I cannot say the same about those other three. The, okay, I will, I'll say it one last time, and then we can move on. The Last Jedi kills me. That movie kills me how bad that was. The first one, The Force Awakens. Hey, guys, what if we just did A New Hope again with new characters? All right, let's do it. That's what they did. And then The Rise of Skywalker, basically... Tried to fix everything, which made it a bad movie, and they had no plan. They had no plan, Peter. That's the Star Wars undercurrent, though. It There's started no... with that, though. Yeah. And I think there was, there were, like I said, there are glimmers in these things of pieces that would have worked had they been. Where, do you not... take, where would you take, if you're running Star Wars post episode nine? What would you do with these characters? I mean, well, they killed off Kylo. Allegedly, we're not done with them. We're gonna Ky- Kylo's another. dead, though, right? Is anyone ever really dead, though? We I just mean, watched yes, Boba Fett. besides the Emperor. But, you know, they could put them back together with the mechanicalness oh, of them. Yeah. Like, things are possible. Everything is. But also, it's like, I Star Wars is also very nice, very free and giving. You get a trilogy. You get a trilogy. You get a movie. You get are a movie. They? It's like, are yeah, they? Are well, they? Yeah. Are they? I mean, they just allegedly gave... They've had a Star Wars movie in years. But they're giving them away like, to, to start making them. But then, what, what happens to all these Star Wars projects that they've announced in the last five years that we just haven't seen anything? There's the Game of Thrones one. There was a Taika one. There's like... Are they all just uh, taking ten Adam years? Jenkins had one. Yeah, everybody gets a Star Wars thing. But, no, but they don't come out because there's no cohesion. There's no <laughs> Kevin Feige... <laughs> overseed it all being like this is the vision everyone gets one quote peter gonzalez but they never come out <laughs> so you get the you get the honor of being given a trilogy but like you don't get it yeah. at all so it's like oh that's funny that is it's funny. interesting to see where this goes i mean kenobi has the strongest potential for a star wars show that's building off of legacy characters because obviously we saw Bobo two most was... liked characters struggle so so um okay other thing batman batman comes out march 4th like three hours long kind of like a detective noir type thing he's dealing with the riddler we got zoe kravitz playing catwoman robert pattinson batman the dude from westworld is uh and the watcher from what if is detective james gordon um you got is it colin farrell is playing the penguin um what's the dude what's his name bernard from westworld he's a good actor he was the watcher in what if jeffrey wright jeffrey wright yeah so 
this movie again we've talked about this before where i said it kind of feels like we're just we're doing it batman's doing everything they can to try and grasp at the the thing that was such a phenomenon in the dark night they're going to that dark thing after the ben affleck they just fucked him over and didn't make good movies um I said going into this year that this was my most anticipated movie. It is now number two. Doctor Strange 2 is just kind of crazy. But I do think that this this could be fantastic. Like, it, it's such a, like, gap, Peter, of what this movie could be. It could be unbelievably good. It could be garbage. That variance is real, don't you think? To that point, yes, because like, there's a lot in that in that opening statement that this that's like, for example, so you take movies like Endgame, which is you know pushing the three hours, which had its missteps. You know, we can honestly say there are parts in it that are slow missteps. You have movies like No Way Home, which didn't feel long enough because there's just so much potential in there for things to just give me more. Yes. What would you change about Endgame if you could? I know what I would change. The time travel stuff is a little slow for me. I would take out Captain Marvel flying through the ship at the end because that just pissed me off. Well, okay, if we're talking a specific story point, that is, yes, something that just should not have happened. I think they could have done a better job about doing the she, the female superhero team-up. That could have been done better than just a blink and it's gone. We should have had the take the knee for Tony. We should have had... That makes sense they didn't cut that, or they cut that. That was weird. It's, it's, yeah, so there's, it's like I said, it's not a perfect movie, but it's still, because when you're that big of a fan, you can say stuff like that, and I mean it. With this movie, we're pushing three hours of detective-solving situation. Here's an issue that I have with Batman, as far as, because I have issues with Batman. Because mm -hmm. I, I, Batman was like my, one of my first superheroes that I was like, I want to be Batman. But... He's bulletproof in this because they're shooting at him. You know, he's deflecting all the bullets. I didn't need Batman to do that. You know, I have Superman that's bulletproof. I have Wonder Woman that can deflect them with the bracelets. I would love to have seen something different for Batman than like, because they make that a very big focal point in the trailer, you know, where it's just like he's deflecting everything and stuff. Mm -hmm. So that's just one thing. But also, are we going to see Batman's, Bruce Wayne's parents die again? I don't think so. In this movie. I think here's something. I don't think we're gonna see that. Maybe eh, we might. I don't know, they just love they, showing those pearls at the ground, again, brother. They love showing those pearls at the ground. Another reboot of the story is the other is the issue because it wasn't originally. This was supposed to be Ben Affleck's Batman movie situation, yeah. And then he was like, "I'm out." Okay, we're we're okay. I got an idea. We're, yes. um, we're treading in dangerous waters, my friend. <laughs> There is an idea, or the, it, I think it's pretty clear what they are going to do in this Batman movie, which they haven't done in others. They've done it in the comics. They're going to take a look back at Bruce and Martha Wayne a lot, of like what, maybe they were corrupt, maybe this, he's doing, he's looking up files on them, this, that, this, that. That scares me because you know what that reminds me of amazing spider-man 2 yep that's dangerous <laughs> that's like uh i i was like he's gonna say it, and i'm on the same way like <laughs> but because it's true it's like yeah because that's the things what the trailers say in the synopsis he's like he's learning about his parents involved they make the riddler his like fucking adopted brother or some shit what the fuck okay I, that i'm not for okay that that that's an i have an issue with that and then the Riddler being a serial killer. Yeah, well, I, I, do you think the Riddler's going to win? I've read a lot of things that they say Riddler's going to win. Well, yeah, because this is, this, is this is my other issue. This is specifically a trilogy situation. So, therefore, they're building this movie out to, like, build out two other ones and also build out the two spin-off shows that you're going to have on HBO Max. So this movie, again, is a very mirrored Spider-Man, Amazing Spider-Man 2. If you think about it, that's it, that's not good. That so that's causing a bit of a a, da a downer on this. It's just like DC Warner Brothers, like they're so predictable. Like I would bet a lot of money that they cannot resist putting the Joker in this movie somehow. 
They can't resist the Joker. He will be in a post credit scene or something. They cannot resist the Joker. They, they're obsessed with him. And I think that... This would be like if Marvel put Red Skull in everything or something. Or like Green Goblin and everything. It's like you don't... There's so much out there that you can use in the box of toys. Like, why do you just keep mm-hmm. going back? Ba- ba- Batman has good uh, uh, villains, too. He probably I mean, has the best villains of anyone, in all honesty. Like, he's got such Spider-Man. a wealth. Not close. That's, that's another pod episode out there. Comparing oh, come on, Spider-Man. To... I don't know. Yeah, that's a good point. Batman but it, has, Batman has Scarecrow. Bad Hatter, Scarecrow, Poison, Poison Ivy. Did you watch Captain. Gotham, that show? I tried in the beginning, and it's, it's cheesy. You got to push through, though. It's really good. It's really okay. Good. Really good. If it's got your stamp of approval, that tells me that it's. But oh, excuse me, another issue. We've got Catwoman, but not really Catwoman, but like a version. And so again, it's like that's similar to Anne Hathaway being Catwoman in. in so much Batman. sexual tension. My God, they're really leaning into that. Well, because again, we're not Marvel. We are DC. We do things differently. We're gonna. You know, our heroes can do all these things that so we're going to do an R rating and just lean into all that. And But then you have stuff like the Joker that exists in a separate universe. You have. They're addicted to the Joker. The other villains in a separate universe. You've got the fact that we've got Michael Keaton as Batman. Also There's a report happening. today, dude, that Henry Cavill's now coming back. It's so, so stuff is up in the air so well, much. Because of the Known whole as, peacemaker. That show, I can't handle the talk about that show. I tried to watch it. It sucked. And now all these people are like, oh, my God. It's the, one of the best superhero shows I've ever seen. It's up there with WandaVision. He's like, no, that show was garbage. Please. I can't even bring myself to watch it. I'm John just like, Cena peacemaker bullshit. That show sucked. And uh, just their whole idea of their cameo at the end, because I saw, I read what that was, and I saw what it was, and I was like, that's supposed so to be amazing. Dumb. It's 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 so frustrating to see what, to see bad superhero stuff done. And then you you read what happened with Joker 2 was about, too. It's just like... What? What happened with Joker 2? Well, Joker 2 allegedly is, he, Harley Quinn is in Joker 2. That's happening. But, but Harley Quinn is... There's a Joker 2? Joker 2 is happening. Harley Quinn is Lady Gaga as Harley Quinn, supposedly. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. What? Yeah. Lady Gaga as... That was what I read, yeah. Dude. Margot Robbie is literally the perfect Harley Quinn. But she's Harley not Quinn even going to be in Birds of Prey too because they're like we're moving away from her because it, it wasn't enough to sell Birds of Prey as a movie. So now we're going to move away from her. To please, go. Marvel, take Margot Robbie. She's beautiful. We'll take her as Sue Storm. We'll take her as Enchantress. We'll take her as uh, shit. I don't know. Anyone oh, Kitty Pride or no? Uh, what's her Rogue. name? No, uh, the 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 blonde one that can go all diamond icy. In oh, Emma Frost. Emma Frost, yeah, give us that would be great. That would be great. Can they just rescue her and rescue Henry and just just keep bringing everybody over and doing much better than what is currently happening over there? Yeah, that would be great. And then let them keep uh, the Barry, whoever's Flash, let him keep him. Like choke someone. I looked that up. That's real. He's but it was that. a joke. It was. But it's it's not a joke. You know. He's a, no, I agree with you. I, you know, I, but again, it's like cancelability is is is, is questionable. One of the funniest things I've seen on Twitter ever was like he basically released this like long statement video of like talking about how much he hated Nazis, and it was like, dude, everyone hates Nazis. Of like, duh. And he was getting all these like credits and points for it, and it was like. Dude, everyone thinks this. Like, it was such a PR thing to get – like, he's – I don't know. DC just sucks. It's, it's a struggle out there. It's It's, weird. it's, it's not like, Barry, though. His name's not Barry. That – right? No, it's, it's, that's a Druig. That's Druig. Eternal. He's supposed so, sorry, to be a Batman. I like him. Yeah, he's supposed to be the fucking Joker. I like him. He's good. He's my favorite Yes, part. but I don't uh, – But no, I don't know Okay, also Joker. this. Did you read the things about the dude that's playing the Riddler is like, oh, I wrap myself like in plastic wrap or something and like 
to prepare. Like I had to like I had nightmares. Like everyone that plays a DC villain is always like mentally messed up oh, after they settle do settle down, everybody. Jesus like, Christ. Just, why can't you just leave it there and like Josh Brolin's fine and he was Thanos that... and killed like half of everything. Uh, yeah. Um there is a element of DC where they take themselves too seriously. And yet and Marvel doesn't in a way. Like the idea of DC doing a fat Thor type thing. They would never. Because DC is serious. DC is. But that's why we're reinventing the And then you get the fucking Suicide Squad and Peacemaker. And it's like, what what is going on? What is going on? What is is going on? There's no tonal continuity or cohesion across the board. It's like, we're just going to throw. We have this and we do this. And we're going to just redo what works already. And if it doesn't work, then we are going to erase it from. With our multiverse movie, where we're going to do all this. And have separate Batman, and it's like, but even it's, but it's like, who is Batman then? Is it Michael Keaton, or is it going to be Robert Pattinson? Is it going to be Batgirl? Well, and then Batgirl gets Nightwing. Also, that show's going to get Dylan O'Brien as Nightwing, allegedly. So it's like they're stacking this show, but then not. It's it's a it's a hard. It's like Marvel, and then even Star Wars has got it more together than DC has. Star it. Wars has Mando at least um, for a little while. Yeah, we'll see how that goes. Um, let's finish up here, Peter, with the Thor trailer that might be coming out this Thursday. Um, let me double check Twitter right now, see if anything has any new news. Oh, did Aaron Rodgers just leave? What's going on? Aaron Rodgers issued an Instagram about how much he appreciated being with Shailene Woodley. And uh-huh. Why is Van Halen turning? Wait, Aaron, Aaron, don't go to the Denver Broncos. Please, God, no. I've done enough. I, I, why are you doing this to me? They just cast Chameleon in Sony's new movie. Oh, he's going to retire or stay with the Packers. Interesting. That's what people are saying. Okay, sorry. Sidetrack. Um, can you repeat what you just said to me and the listeners, Peter? Yes. So, Craven the Hunter film has now cast Fred Heikinger to play Chameleon in the movie. He's going to play the brother of, of Craven. Craven. Yeah. Yeah, yeah so he had another movie that does not have a... Another villain movie that does not have a Spider-Man attached to it. So DC takes, and Sony are just... Well, that takes Craven out of um, Spider-Man 4. Let me, let me ask... Yeah, it does, which is awful, because that's what it should be. we got to start doing a little more of our script, too. Um, the... Okay, let me present you this scenario. If you are Sony, would you... Or no, if you're Disney. If you were Disney, would you sell the rights to Star Wars for the rights to Spider-Man? Yes. In five <laughs> seconds. Take Star but you have, but it's But they're not going to because the Star Wars is too ingrained into Star Wars land. And mm-hmm. all of that is more... That would be such a sweet thing if they did that beneficial but i don't think so and then oh i one more back to dr strange is that allegedly that's not zombie wanda even though people are saying zombie wanda it's not it is zombie strange but it's just fucked up like it's just Wanda. dark hold energy you know wanda's not having a good day yeah tough times for wanda um it's gonna be a a tough 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 do you they kill her I was when you mentioned this earlier about how they're not you don't think they're gonna kill her. They better not because what I love about what they've done with Wanda is they're taking a hero and they're making her go bad. And finally we have the balls to do that. Like the courage like yes, take that jump. We as fans can handle it. I will say, if they kill her off before and she only gets like a section of redemption, that sucks because what's interesting to me about this, because we've never seen it, it's like post multiverse of madness maybe whenever wanda goes back to being good if she does her assimilating back into the avengers and being a good guy that's a fascinating storyline that if she just dies we don't get and it's like why would you it's like you it it would literally be the biggest disaster if you don't do it you have there's a lot of rumors though peter You've, you've seen it half the plot leaks for doctor strange how her dying 
Well, yeah, but then the other half it has, but dying is like not really dying though. For someone like, would what would you? How would you react if our MCU Scarlet Witch sacrificed herself and we basically got Elizabeth Olsen playing a variant that comes in? I don't, has... I think I think Loki it works. I don't think you do that with Elizabeth Olsen. I think if anything, she's dead, lost into the multiverse or dead, lost into the dark hold somewhere. And, I, and the and Young Avengers have to go get her. Avengers. I want that storyline. I feel like that's a great way to like take what you're having to Wanda looking for her kids and going down the unhealthy route. And then the kids go looking for their mom, the healthy route. And that way you have an Avengers level movie without being the Avengers because you can't. Avengers, I don't think we'll ever, we're never going to get that level of Avengers that we used had. That existed. Yeah, we are. And, but it's going to look so different. Yeah, you know, post secret, they're going to use Secret Wars as a little like, uh, Restart. Yeah. Now, do you think? Um, did you? You obviously have seen these rumors. We're going back to Doctor Strange, obviously, mm-hmm. that we're getting um, Captain Carter, Killmonger, and Deadpool in Doctor Strange: The Multiverse of Madness. Hundred percent Captain Carter and Deadpool, like hundred fifty percent. I actually rewatched the final scene of Deadpool two yesterday, like the last ten minutes of that movie. I mean, he's in a perfect spot. To go be going through, he's literally going through the multiverse. He's literally, he's literally like, that's what he's doing at the end of that movie. Time traveling with like the, he goes back and kills the ugly version of him from the Wolverine movie. He kills Ryan right. Reynolds before he writes Green Lantern. Um, so Deadpool, I think 100%. Um, Captain Carter, 100 like, I would bet every cent I have that she will be in that movie. The third... I don't know. I don't know. I would like that. I, I would love to see Killmonger and them to bring him in as a T'Challa. So we have a T'Challa for the MCU because I think that's such an important character to have. Um, but I mean, the the Wakanda Forever stuff, Peter. We don't know what's going on. That's, I mean, that's the most up in the air. Yeah, of where we go with that. And I think that, again, but again, it's like, I feel like the one thing that the concern that we're not talking about with Doctor Strange 2, for whatever reason, is that it is setting up so much, bringing in so many people, but we're not concerned about it. You know what I'm saying? Like, we're still like... That is what, no way, no way home, let them do it. They hit it so perfectly with no way home that this allowed them to go for it. The fact that Marvel is able to do No Way Home and then back it up with it's absurd Doctor Strange too, like Dude. these are Infinity War Endgame. They're going. Levels. They're going to go No Way Home, Doctor Strange two, Thor four, Black Panther two, Guardians three, or like that's Ant Man. Like they're going. If Ant Man survives, that movie's already in question. Oh, I think Ant-Man's going to be great. What do you mean? No, but I know I'm saying behind the, I mean behind the scenes. Oh, question. well yeah, they're going to kill off Evangeline Lilly because she but, spoke like her mind. But I don't think they I don't think they would right? because I mean, what's uh, what's his name surviving? Cool. Star-Lord surviving the controversy. I didn't do anything wrong. Right. No, I'm not disagreeing. I, I know, saying. I'm just ranting at the world. Fucking Canada. The damn Canadians. I've warned everyone. I've warned Do we everyone have about Canadian damn Canadians. Oh, I, I probably alienated all of them. Yeah, it's, it's actually really sad what's going on in Canada. I hope um, they figure that out. The Prime Minister's a douchebag. Very viral photo of him in blackface, too. All right, carrying on. Peter, um, anything else? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, I think that Doc... I think I'm... I'm excited for the potential of seeing a different side of Deadpool in Multiverse of Madness because I don't think you can do regular Deadpool Ryan Reynolds in mm. the same in this vibe of a movie how do you do without being totally jarring I think basically what the, his cameo will be is as soon as we get him, he will not stop fucking talking and doing stuff. And they basically, we only see him for five seconds. And they're like, all right, like, close the box. Put him, like, they can't make, I mean, I think they have to, like, go all in with Deadpool in just a short amount of time. 
and then be like, all right, I can't take this fucking guy anymore. And, you know, I think the biggest concern for people watching this movie is if you see a variant or if you see an X-Men or if you see a Fantastic Four, will they survive? Will they not survive is the other thing. Yeah, because if Wanda's going nuclear, who, it's like no one is really safe. Like It, it kind of seems, at least on the outside looking in, like if you're picked to be on this Illuminati team, <laughs> you were selected to die. It, like, you know what I mean? Like, and it's interesting that they have that freedom with this movie. They can that, be like, okay, mm-hmm. you're dead. That's you're why dead. I'm worried that Fastbender, everyone's like, oh yeah, Fastbender and Krasinski are going to be in Doctor Strange too. And I'm like, great. I like them to see him, but are you just going to like one, I get them one time and then they die? That sucks. I've, accept, I've accepted though. I have accepted that John Krasinski will not be the Mr. Fantastic of the MCU. It's going to be Miles Teller again. God, no. <laughs> It'll be someone new, but I have accepted. I don't, th- I don't think John Krasinski is going to do it. I, so now I am just Why? Stuck. Because he has to go do A Quiet Place 3. Yeah. yeah. I don't think he wants to do the time commitment, honestly. And, um, Which is what's so fascinating by these Yeah. Things. I, all I have left is Magneto, Michael Fassbender. <laughs> But you never know. There could be all this wealth of stories that we still have not seen and characters we still have not seen and, and people joining the MCU that we have not seen. That's true. That's true. That's true. Um, Peter, pleasure talking to you as always. Episode 148 on this lovely Tuesday. Anything else you have to share with the good people before we go on? Or not go oh, on and oh. the podcast. <laughs> Jesus. This podcast is just like the multiverse of madness. It never ends. Uh-huh. Um, you know, it's going to be a solid vibe on Thursday. Whether we yep. get Thor or not, there's some solid things that we're going to be talking about. And, um, you know, we're getting ready for Stranger Things rewatch very soon. Mm-hmm. That's coming up. And Moon Knight's coming up. Things are coming up coming up and it's only going to get wilder and weirder on the pineapple couch yeah so uh remember everyone seven o'clock thursday night the pineapple couch on youtube come on by have a drink hang out ask some questions we'll laugh we'll talk we'll cry we'll um who knows where that stream will take us and we look forward to doing a lot of those in the future i feel like that's the best way we can start getting like some questions in and interacting with you guys which will be really fun um and this also gives me an opportunity to either make a shitty Brian graphic for it, or I can ask Marley to make me a good one. So we'll, based on the graphic, you guys will know which one of those things happened. Um, all right. Episode 148, Pineapple Couch with Beer Up. Thank you. God bless. Peter, a pleasure as always. See you guys.